So we had over the weekend. I was in West Virginia at the cabin, um, and I had Virgil Kane ginger infused bourbon. So I took that, put that on wow. ice, and poured that in there. So like, and I was in it bed was by like, six. Yes. No. Seriously. Like you know. Listen, you I got drunk. The Virgil Kane ginger infused is actually really good. It's it's great Fantastic. for making cocktails too. Yes, it really is. Welcome to this episode of The Bourbon Hunters. This week we sit down with Quinn Allen, owner of Zeno's Bar and Dick's Dive in the Victorian Village. During our conversation, we sip on birthday bourbon, Booker's 30th, and E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Not gonna lie, this may be the best hour of your week, so grab a pour, sit back, kick up your feet, and enjoy. another episode of the bourbon hunters i'm duke pool i'm tyler schaefer and today we have a special guest here we've got i'll let you introduce yourself here uh quinn allen and uh what brings you here what do you uh what do you have here where are we i should say i was gonna say what what brings me here i work here (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right Uh, so where are we we are in the belly of the beast uh we are in dick's dive which is located underneath zeno's on uh the corner of third and pennsylvania avenue and that was your your dad's bar. It's named after your dad, right? Yeah, Dick's Dive. We opened up um, September 11th of last year, and everybody's like, "Oh, what a great tribute to a memorial!" No, sorry, it was my dad's birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did hustle hey, some sort of memorial. Yeah, we tried to hustle in time to get it done, and I mean, it was every bit of a bar rescue thing you'd yeah. see, where tables were flipped upside down, we're screwing the feet on chairs, and we're like, we're opening up in an hour, and like the Shit. back bar liquor's going on, and it was just. It was insane, stress, anxiety, and it was all about like then finally when it got calmed down, you like couldn't calm down. It was just like, well, at least we got in, open in time for the old man's birthday. So you said third in Pennsylvania, and this is in what Victorian Village in Columbus, Ohio? Yeah, Harrison West, Victorian Harrison Village. West. Okay. We're like right on the border. All right, cool. Sounds, so sounds super weird, but I've actually been in that bathroom since you guys have opened, um, and it's remodeled amazingly. I don't know why that I remember that. But I just remember going in there and just being like, this is a cool fucking bathroom. Yeah. Just that, a that side note. Tile, uh, yeah. yeah. Everybody loves that you have to go up two steps and that if you're above six feet tall, it's like the Tinder test. If you're yeah. above six feet tall, your head's going through that yes. roof and you have to get a crick in your neck. So every good dive God. bar has a good divey bathroom. Hey, you know what? I, I always say, and I travel a lot for work, but I always, when I go places, I don't go to the chains and the, you know, I always try to find a place like this because I feel like they have the most character and the most. Uh, oh, yeah you know, stuff to offer, in my opinion. And the best bars have shuffleboard. Like, (laughs) hands down. I want to go somewhere you know the bartender's name. So you have to sit down, have a conversation. I don't want to be rubbing elbows of 100 different people trying to get your $2 domestic beer special. I just want to go disappear off the face of the earth for a little bit. And I've, you know, this is definitely, you know, uh, a a little bit more of a drive for me. But um, when I have been here, or specifically upstairs at Zeno's, like, I always explain it to people, like, you know the how I met your mother bar, mm-hmm. like, and I've like I always grew up like just being like, 
I want a bar like that around me. Like I want a little, a little bar. neighborhood bar, yeah. and that I, I feel like that basically explains upstairs. Like it's so quaint to just the neighborhood in general, but just the atmosphere. Like it's a sports bar, but it's not you know your B dubs. Like it's just a good neighborhood bar, and amazing food. You know, so I'll take full credit. For that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, culinary school. So let's talk about then. Uh, you have Zenos and and what is this Dick's Dive? Is that what it is? Yeah, Dick's Dive, and then we also have the Library Bar on campus, which we just got um, just north of Lane Jan- Avenue. Yeah, right? yeah, it's been fifty years plus at that place, uh, and then uh, we just got it in January, which was a great acquisition right before the pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Loving that one. Yeah, <laughs> instant money maker. I've, yeah. spent, I've spent a lot of time in the library in college. Not not <laughs> that, not the book library yeah. but that well, library. my dad will always tell me he said you know growing up and going to ohio state like he'd always be like oh yeah mom you spent a at lot of time library. at the library yeah. last night yeah. like dude that's that's can't funny. disappoint your parents with yeah no yeah. like you can't um then so, you come back with f's across yeah. the board <laughs> you spend a ton of time i think our kids are just stupid <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so what else do you guys have uh and then uh my brother mitch and uh todd meister went on a joint venture and they purchased uh what was the old Treview tavern over on Treview up by um raymond golf course more yep. notably private dancer and uh, changed the name to the Corey Company uh, Bar and Grill. Nice. So they've had that now, for, I think, don't just past they the have a good fried bologna sandwich there? Not there. So Johnny's Across the Tracks is known for their burgers, and they've been there for a bit. Um, there, they actually just had their kitchen subcontracted out to uh, the Explorers Club. But over the last, like, two weeks, they were just like, okay, we could have a little bit of a moneymaker here. And yeah. those guys wanted to focus more on the food truck business. So now they're going in there. And it's whipping up in their own kitchen and everything, which over there is pretty nuts and bolts. It's not like you're in the heart of the short north and yeah. you want like crab cakes stuffed with lobster tails. Mm-hmm. And blah, a lot of blah, people blah. are golfing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just golfing, honey. It's a liquid diet over there. Yeah. I, I think when you're there, you probably on Find My iPhone still show up on the golf course. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's okay. It's They've worked That's out something hilarious. where the green circle expands. Yeah. <laughs> still on the golf course, honey. Still golfing. <laughs> this 18th hole is taking forever. Yeah, sure. Um, so then they own that, and Todd owns Meisters, right? Meisters. So gotcha. the old Amacons over off of uh, Chambers. Okay. Um, and then what else? um that's it for uh for the most part now i mean does he still work for the distribution company um our middle brother mitch does not my oldest brother still works for superior beverage okay cool which one is superior that's not the one up off of uh 161 and uh that's uh columbus distributing where my wife works okay (laughs) so she works for the budweiser distributor now she used to work for beam suntory Uh and um superior beverage used to be on michigan avenue a block away which go go ahead and explain why two of the allen brothers got wrapped up in it because all the drivers came here we got to know everybody over there real easy that's where we would get like our uh ice house yes beer ice house was the cheap keg and the go-to it was fully loaded all right (laughs) fair enough (laughs) and now they're up off highfield drive which is like lewis center up in the woods but they're the main okay. miller coors distributor but they have about 75 to 85 percent of the craft beer footprint in yeah. columbus nice. so cool. they're a powerhouse for yeah, sure well, one of my buddies works at the columbus distributing up there yeah. he's a driver anyway delivery guy um but that's cool so let's let's get into something we've got what do we have here it looks like we've got a wide variety of some stuff let's here. let's go um we try your your birthday bourbon. Absolutely, dudes have never had that. Right? I've never had. Birthday I was hoping bourbon. to have, find something that you guys hadn't had before, just so 
And I've had this twice, and it was probably well, the most. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I forget which year, but I love the mouthfeel on the birthday bourbon. Like it was just very unique to it. It's just got a lot. It, it's not over complex, super smooth, super easy. I think that's me popping in and out. No, I think no, it's, it's mine. Just, it's when yeah. I move. It's when I move. Stop moving. I know. I got to sit still. So uh, you're not going to complain about his heavy pour, but uh, you complain about mine? I mean, I mean, they're big glasses. I didn't know what I was doing. No, it's got a kink in my wrist. I always bitch at him because we have like four things to try, and he's over here pouring four glasses. (laughs) Dude, I got to drive home after this. Come on now. That is is not how it goes. But I'll never, you know, turn down a heavy pour of uh, birthday bourbon. No, you'll just bitch about it. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So, what do you guys get on the nose on this? This is uh. So I love Old Forester. It's probably my favorite distillery for. And I know that like I there's a lot of stuff from Buffalo Trace that I really love, and they make so much stuff. But for as I, I don't want to. They're not a huge distillery, I wouldn't say, but they make a lot of stuff. But across the board, they make everything stuff. Everything that they make, I like. Um, although I will say I haven't had this, haven't had presidents and I haven't had the rye. Yeah. But have you ever had to, or has anyone presented you with their presidents? Haven't had it. Okay. Mm-mm. I know it's more, it's even more rare than the, the birthday. I was going to say, which is like, never even it come is. across it. Yeah. They used to, I think the story that the guy told us, um, was that, Oh, that is good. That they um, would make that specifically to give to like presidents, right? That's how yeah. it got its name. And uh, then they just kind of continued doing like a yearly release for it, right? Yeah. But it's a small, I think it's a lot smaller than the birthday bourbon, right? As far as releases are concerned. Yes, it is. So, And maybe, they said they did 95 barrels this year. Of birthday? Yeah. So I, what do they do of the presidents? Like 20? <laughs> I think so. Like it's small. Yeah. As I say, I've never even heard come across seeing it traded. I've never nope. even. It, what's it called? Like President Select or something? something or President? Like that. I can't remember what it now is. I'm pissed. Now I got some research. To yeah. Do. It's. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is good. This will be a good this bottle to chase good. down while I'm trying to get into a new house. Sorry, honey. We, we didn't really need that down payment money. <laughs> right. That's, Have you had this president's yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth not getting into that new house. Um, yeah, good description though with mouthfeel. I, yeah. That's and what year did you say this one is? This is the eighteen, the twenty eighteen, and I think that's the one I keep hearing is is you like know, it's so airy. Yeah. What's interesting is I as I'm taking it to my mouth, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> as, as I'm taking it I'm to out. my mouth, <laughs> I'm getting that wood. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, but no, I I feel like as it's. Like getting ready to, you know, I'm tipping it. it I feel like a waft of the of the oak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right before I I uh, get the bourbon into my mouth. Um, it's not a strong finish, but it is longer. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's a it's a medium to long finish, but it's not one of those ones that like burns your chest for yeah. five minutes afterwards. It's, it's not real great. sharp. It's nope. not real sharp at all. Yeah. Super mellow, smooth all the way to the end. So what's the proof on this one? Let's see what we got on this mm. guy. Can you pull up the... This um, is 50.5, so 101. Okay. Um, Math. Do Where they list the mash bill? Uh, for the old Forester? Yeah. Old, probably. Burp. So just uh, go ahead and keep talking here. So what do you guys have any big uh, plans for uh, any more acquisitions or anything? 
I mean, now's a good time to buy a bit. Yeah, that's the thing with uh, bars right now is just a lot of people, there's definitely people selling. And the thing with a bunch of us who are on the buying side of it, well, I mean, we'll take up any good opportunity here, anybody out of a property, especially property, just because it's easier to get into. You don't have to worry about in times like this about the overhead, which is one thing that we're super grateful for Zenos for is owning the property. Like our dad made that acquisition way back 36 years ago, and this was not the most sought after part of town. Mm -hmm. So when he got into here, he just he, he said, I, all these deals going forward, I need to have property with it. Because if we were getting eaten alive by rent right now, we'd be shutting our doors pretty quick. But oh, yeah. When all you got to worry about is property tax. And it's like, and you've got the community that we do around us. Like, I wish every bar I ever owned was going to be in the middle of a neighborhood because sure. you're built into the community fiber. Yep. And it's just incredible around here. And our bartending staff, like, as part of our family and just the community support around them during this whole pandemic and everything unbelievable we had a gofundme that i think went up over like five thousand dollars people nice. coming in here tipping like two hundred dollars on a twenty dollar food uh, yeah. order because we stayed we, open as yeah. carry out it was we were doing nuts. that too like for carry out we were tipping you know at least 25 yeah. percent. i know that that's not the same as that but it but we were doing that too just knowing that we weren't being able to come in and sit down which we normally would have done mm-hmm. we were just tipping as though we were and, and my wife's job you know she relies heavily on, on tips as well um and so That's when she was closed uh, down right yeah <laughs> jesus you're the worst hey real quick before you finish that so just to answer your question it's uh you said 101 proof right correct uh 12 years old it's undisclosed but previous releases were 72 percent corn 18 percent rye 10 percent malted barley so is that a higher rye well it's it's a no 18 percent is not too high 72 percent corn's pretty high but 10 percent malted barley is actually pretty high too most places use about five well, they can't all be pretty high i mean you only got to get to 100. Anyway, so uh, 10% malted barley is actually decently high. Usually they put 5% in just to kind of kickstart that fermentation process. Um, 72% corn is a pretty high, 18% rye is not too high. Gotcha. I wouldn't, that wouldn't qualify as a high rye bourbon. Gotcha. Um, I would think anything. I, 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 I wouldn't know. I just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's, it's very good, though. It falls in line a lot with that old Forester line. I mean, it, it fits the characteristics of the mm-hmm. build all along the yeah. way. It's not just like this bastard stepchild that's off to the side and just completely deviates from their line. Like, it, this is pretty tried and true. It is. And and the 12 years, when I saw it was 12 years old, that explained the waft that I get. Like, we're drinking out of a little bit different glasses than we're used to. Um, but I, I still, I catch that waft right before it gets to my sure. lips, the... the um, the oak feel in the nose is is pretty uh, significant, so um, you can definitely get that. And it it's says got a good floral here, so. note to it, though. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, what does it say on the? It's what, got a little bit of honey in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it says uh, caramel, light oak, tobacco leaves. Um, tobacco leaves. That's in the palate. Right? That's in the finish, and then the palate. Uh, I'm going backwards here, just because I had already scrolled down. Um, it says uh, sweet flavors, uh, dark berries, so th- maybe that's your floral, joined by vanilla, baking chocolate, rye grain, light oak. Um, and the nose. And then the nose is uh, rich and deep. Uh, let's see here. Sweet dark berries, caramel, brown sugar, and oak. Um, it says that impresses from the first whiff. So, <laughs> which, You're not I mean, author. Yeah. I mean, I, that was the thing that I think really grabbed a hold of me is, is the nose. Um, I don't think the palate disappoints at all, but, uh, I wouldn't say it's like a crazy complex. Last thing I want to do is water yeah. down some birthday. I was about to dump in there. Holy oh, Lord. Yeah. You, that would not have been a good idea. Alcohol abuse right there. <laughs> so 
how have you guys done during the shutdown? It's been just such an up and down journey. It's just like, how do you even, we try to stay as optimistic as possible, but cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Like, how do you, you don't know what's coming on TV. What's going to happen next? Are we under another curfew? Are we fully shut down? And now right. you got 65,000 students jumping into OSU campus. I yeah. mean, it's, it seems like a ticking time bomb. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we would like to think that all these safe practices are in play, but what's going to really happen? I mean, we see UNC, they're now evacuating some campus kids because they have an outbreak. And it's like, yeah. how are well, we any different from that? Who, are our yeah, kids not like, going to house parties? See, went, who didn't see that happen? Um, and I actually have a girl that works for me. Um, and she said driving on campus over the weekend, like there was just house parties yep. everywhere. And that's everywhere. what we see. It's, it's discouraging leaving the library uh, at, at night when I've been fortunate to tell everybody that I feel like I'm back in college again as I'm shutting the bar down. Like, I'm staying, yeah. I'm, I'm there till the bar's closed, but the bar's <laughs> closed at 11 o'clock now. And then we, on the ride home, you just see kids spilling out of their houses. And oh it's like, there's, God. there's, you, you want to think that everybody's being as safe as possible, but I mean, they're in college. Sure. I wasn't doing smart things in college either, yeah. so I'm not going to sit there and shake my finger at them. But we'd definitely like to see them in a more controlled atmosphere, like at the bars. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what, though? Where the, where the community can make some money. I feel like, and I have an unpopular opinion on this probably, but I feel like those are the kids you want to get it. Yeah. And get past it, get Herd through immunity. it. And then, you know, whether it's herd immunity or they've just already gotten it and we move through this. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like the the measures we've taken to this point have just drugged this thing out longer than yeah. it needs to. Like here in Ohio, for example, we have never been over 5% COVID bed usage mm -hmm. in Ohio in any of the hospitals. And, you know, we're reacting in a way as though we're like overflowing somehow. Um, and, I, and I know you don't want anyone to die and I get that. Yep. And, and that's obvious of, you know, anything, anything. Yeah. But my other where that takes me is that I feel like when, when you're doing all of this, what's happening to all these people that are not going in for preventative screenings and different things like that. I feel like in three years, we're going to have an uptick of cancer deaths yep. or, you know, different things, prostate, breast cancer, whatever, because people are afraid to go into the hospital right now to get mm -hmm. screened to yeah. get different things. And I just feel like we're, we're, you know, stealing from Paul right now to pay Mary, and it's yep. just, uh, and I know that's not the saying, but I just, uh, and I know that you've that up, been pretty, pretty vocal on, on, um, you know, whether it's just social media and, and, you know, hoping for the right thing. And yeah, we've been pretty fortunate to get the media exposure we have, had several news stations and stuff, and it, it speaks just to a lot of just our tenure in the neighborhoods here. Yeah. It's just like we've been a part of the hospitality industry longer than most if, yeah. if if not longer than everybody in this city so it's like they and with our history with the smoking ban and things like that they know that we're always advocates for small business rights above all like let us make our decisions but when sure. it comes down to public health that's like the the thing where you really start to bang heads against what's the core right thing to do but then we're also expecting the public to make the right decision because right. if you're like obese battling diabetes have heart disease or respiratory issues you probably shouldn't be out at a bar. Right. Sure. Same with elderly this. too. I yeah. mean, you shouldn't yeah. be at 80 years old coming to and just a, take the personal responsibility to do the right thing for yourself. Yeah. I you agree. Know? Personal it, but it's a, it's a, like you guys, it's a fine line. I mean, where do you draw that line? I mean, we, we ban smoking for the good of others. We do all these other things, seat belts, all these other things that are required, you know, it, it's tough. I, I, it, one of the biggest tough. fallacies that I think, that everyone's just trying to everyone's just trying to 
to wish that the country is something that it's just not. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have the type of culture that's going to do the the <laughs> the responsible thing, yeah. you know. Um or you know, I don't even know if it's considered responsible or, you know, just like the group think way, you mm-hmm. know. Um well, and, and that's and so, that's part of the problem too is that group think right now is oh, you either do this or you're killing my grandmother. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean that's Sorry, but that's very horseshit. Extreme. It's very it's extreme. very extreme because you're saying it's okay to kill my grandmother who might have cancer in three years, so that your grandmother lives from not getting COVID this year. Like that, where is that line? Yeah. And so that's that's the thing, people, because that's so immediate right now. People aren't thinking, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. such an American tendency is to not think ahead. Yeah. You know, There's like so many people. Everybody's got an at risk person right. in their family circle. Yeah. It's like I'm not out here trying to go around like my my mother battles rheumatoid arthritis and she like it's same thing compromised immune system yeah, so i have like psoriatic arthritis so i'm of that. i'm very yeah. i have a compromised immune system too it's very similar to rheumatoid yeah so like everybody's got somebody in their circle so it's not like one person that just doesn't have that i think everybody has it just people react in different ways how extreme they want to take it right. yeah. and there's just there's facts to support any angle from all sides and trying to beat there each are. other up over it and be caught in the middle and ripped to pieces by people on both sides it's just like it, it just comes down to personal responsibility personal risk assessment and then once you guys get there it's like okay if i go out to a bar and it's crowded and they're not doing like safe social standards i probably shouldn't go in there and then go kiss my mom on the mouth (laughs) yeah yeah. it's later like (laughs) not a good idea and that's the other thing too is i feel like we've gotten to such a binary uh civilization or culture in the united states where it's it's either this or you suck it can't be we can look at this and look at this at the same time. <laughs> Both can't be true at the same time. Yeah. It's got to be one or the other, you know, and, and it seems like it's that with everything, like whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, the approach to, I don't want to get into political stuff, but, you know, it, it just feels like that it's always black or well, white like well, it, it's, it's always like, one or the other you can't have a little bit of both there's no gray areas anymore. as a you know a medical medical community like it's it's their responsibility to prevent the or to to um present the information to everyone and say hey look these are the facts now it's on you to make the decision to live your life however you want mm-hmm. like my grandma was like i'm not sitting inside like, same I'm gonna thing go my cr- mom's I'm right. like i'm not she's like <laughs> well and that's I mean, the, that's the 80, difference too I mean, in she's generations not that old i mean she's 83 Listen, and she's just like my mom's live my life. 75. I mean, she's the same generation. Like, they they have a difference of opinion. They're Big like, time. listen, we've lived through World War One, World War Two. <laughs> like, now maybe not World War One, but, <laughs> but World War Two, Vietnam War, you know, all these different things. They've had, during, the, uh, during Woodstock, there was a huge pandemic yeah. at that point going through the United States. And they've lived through all this stuff. They don't care. They've yeah. lived their life. Well, they have a different mentality. They're like, look, you know, I'm not going to die you know hiding yeah i'm going to and go well, out and live and if i die then i die yeah. here's the here's the crazy thing like you know maybe that will change with kids grandkids but like i've always had the view of like oh my god if i live to 95 like i would hate that like well are you, know, you self-ambulatory a, that's are you on a ventilator yeah, or are yeah, you walking like, around still give me to give me to like 85 and then i'm good my you grandfather know? was still driving at 92 yeah now at 93, he drove into a rose bush, but at the same time, <laughs> but he was still driving at 92. He was, I, he was walking like miles a day. I mean, I he was active. Of, I always think of how I, you know, if I'm, if I'm like 84 and I'm like, well, you know, my, my time's ticking. I got six more years. Would I want to spend that 
one year in a house, a, exactly, not doing anything so that it I can make back it to, to ninety, right. or just enjoy maybe. Yeah. It's not about That's preservation it. at that point. It's about experiencing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, making the time you have left, records. you know, be something special. Like we talked about, you know, old people, they should be in a hurry to go everywhere they're going. Yeah. It shouldn't be driving 20 miles per hour. On, <laughs> they should be going 50. I got to get there. Yeah. I'm not wasting my yeah. time in this car. Yeah. I only have a little bit of time left. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do we want to hit next? Do we want to hit mine or do we want to keep running through, uh, through Quinn's here? What do we got? Anything you guys want. So I have... I, What's the Which book is that? That's the, the book- thirty year. Oh, so that's not one of the. That's not one of that's the. Not uh, a little book. Like no. 04 or anything like that. Like. Damn. Nineteen two or anything. That's a that's a thirty year anniversary. Yeah. I don't right. know. I know right. nothing about. I mean, that. you because thir- it's the thirty year and everything. You may want to save that till after another one because it might dull you down. I mean, it's. Well, I was going to say those are usually pretty hot. Yeah. So, so well, you got the barrel proof EH Taylor, Taylor, right? Yeah. yeah. What's let's the what's one. the uh barrel proof EH Taylor? What's what's the um that's 129.7. And that's <laughs> and that's more? What's that one? I thought you guys Ubered here. Yeah. This is 62.9%. Percent. So 125.8. All right. Math. So good. Math, at math. math is so fun. He just, he so just, much today. <laughs> while we were doing just, that, he already had both his shoes <laughs> off <laughs> and he was counting his toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So uh, let's, I mean, I guess we can't really. Yeah, you're pretty much neck and neck here. Yeah. So let's, I guess. Let's do the EH Taylor. Yeah. The EH Taylor, that. it's flavor profile wise, it's going to be easier to tackle that book. So as a, have you come across, you know, as a bar owner, like, anything from E.H. Taylor crazier than the barrel proof, which like I have never seen outside of, you know, I know in Ohio you can basically get the small batch and single barrel. Yeah. So I got, so I actually, when I found my first E.H., I was down in Tampa. My uh, mother-in-law lives down there. So it's like whenever I go on vacation outside of Ohio, I'm like, Oh my God, I might actually find something in a store. Right. Like I'm going to go thousand guys lined up every day, knowing the liquor schedule. I I drove to, I drove to Michigan with my dad recently and I was like, Hey dad, this is a weird request, but uh, we're going to stop at this uh, gas (laughs) or liquor, liquor store up here. That looks like only two people go to it a week. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, it's also a gas station that also serves ice cream. Yep. and they're working on a Taco Bell franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's Kentucky out. right there. I know it. That's why it's like just going down back roads, finding these liquor stores. It's like, oh, that bottle's been sitting up there for three years. Yep. Like, you're like, like, I'll give you a discount on it. Like, yep. oh, okay, uh, cool. 60 Barrel bucks, proof. okay. Uh, that yeah. stuff still happens though. As, as crazy as the bourbon craze has gotten, you still see people posting pictures where they find like at some backwoods liquor store, mm-hmm. they find some. I found this twelve-year pappy. Yeah, it like, was one hundred and twenty bucks. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's like fishing, like, and these guys yeah. have these great fishing spots. It's like, oh, my dad has been taking me here for years, and like, this is our fishing hole. And then all of a sudden, you see another boat pull around, you're like, and you're like, damn, that fuck that person. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Guess my fishing. <laughs> this hole. is been all of a sudden. This pond's all yeah, fished yeah, out. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> all right. So what do we got here on the nose here? So we've got the E. H. Taylor Barrel Proof, uncut, unfiltered, right? So, and what did you say the proof was on this one again? This was a 129.7. 129.7. Wow. All right. So that we're getting up near those uh, Elijah Craig really, barrel proofs. You, you would not know that based off the nose. Well. Like, even if you go straight through the nose and not breathe through the mouth, like, you're, you're not singeing your hair, which is unique. I'm yeah. biased because I've had it before, so I already know it's about to happen to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty strong visceral reaction in my mouth on this one. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 
it immediately burns the gums and the and the lips if you have any type of dryness going on. But it's a it's a it's kind of a different f- take to it. Settles out like, to a tingle rather than a straight yes, up it's burn. Not, yeah. Well, and the 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 finish isn't long for how strong it feels like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just maybe my throat's just been. You know what's crazy fried. is I have two E. H. Taylor small batches at home, and I've taken like two sips out of them, and I'm like, don't like this. I you don't like them really. The yeah, s- I've got a single barrel, a couple of small batches, and not, and I the single barrel is great. I accidentally yeah. bought the single barrel. It's hilarious. I so I didn't even know there were different E. H. Taylors when I first started. Same. I just showed up on the day. I knew it was the drop day at Kroger. Saw it was E. H. Taylor. Bought it. Got home and I was like, hey, this is different than my. Oh, it's single barrel. Okay. Oh. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no clue about the small batch or anything. They're pretty much red print. And I yeah. had them both sitting in my house, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's have that each. They're like, let's do the single barrel. I'm like, they're the same thing. Like, no. No. And I'm like, huh. No. What do you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> huh. And you've, like, you've told me you've pretty much stopped hunting. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, we get the benefit of having yeah. a liquor license and multiple locations. We have, like, buying power, which is great. I mean, because we get these bottles, and not a lot of people put them over the bar. Yeah. You buy so, over, like, under one umbrella then? No, so it's different liquor licenses per location. Okay. And, uh, but as far as, like, when we, like, some of the, like, all the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, it's allocated. So it, a lot of the time, they want to reward accounts that they have, at least for the Well, that's why that I was wondering if, if you could buy under one umbrella. Yeah. That might help so you guys. So they know, know, though, because, like, it gets allocated out. Not Like, the they get a certain amount that they get to dish out through the buying accounts. I mean, it's not about, there's a lot more that goes in the lottery. They get a small portion that goes out and then they can pretty much say to the people who've been supporting their brand all year long, whether, so if it's a Buffalo trace antique collection, the people have been selling everything under that product umbrella mm-hmm. yeah. and not just like, it's like, Oh man, we were able to sell, sell a lot of Blanton's. Yeah. So is everybody. Right. Yeah. So but you got the, the Wheatley vodka being sold too. Yeah. So that, it's like, yeah. they want to make sure that all their products, even the dogs right. that they're, they're getting pushed along and helped along. So sure. it's like, uh, I mean, which Wheatley vodka is actually, Pretty damn good. Fantastic. Really? Well, it's been it. it's been uh, what do you distilled ten times, which is crazy, and it's and it's a mixture of uh, what is it corn and uh, wheat that's been distilled, and then they marry it after like six distillings, and then distill it like another four times, and then put it, it through a coffee filter. Well, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's. <laughs> But it's good. Like when Trina, we, my wife is a vodka connoisseur, and she loves it. Like it is one of the cleanest vodkas. When we had it at Buff, Buffalo Trace, yeah, it's part like, of the it's part of the tasting at the end of the tour. You know, are you like you're like, is this kind of one three olives? Like what the fuck? And it's, it's like better. a twenty five dollar bottle. It's good. It, it is. It I really feel like vodka isn't supposed to have a taste. It's not. You know, it's supposed to be in your frou frou drinks and and let whatever you're putting into it bring the the flavor. And you really could drink this without yeah. really, I mean, it's so freaking smooth that I mean, you know it's alcohol, but it's, yeah. it's clean. It's super clean. That's probably the best way to describe it. It's just clean. So one thing that, like, can you dive into, I mean, a little more on the topic you just, you just touched on, but like, you know, how do you get some of the things you have? Do you have to ask for them? Do they come to you and say, hey... No, I mean, like, because obviously laws against pay to play and stuff like that. People would love to be able to leverage like business and stuff towards it. But it's more like they get a couple that they'll be able to say, hey, these people are really good real t- retailers for same way that they pick what retailers get the bottles for the lotteries and stuff like that. Sure. Like it's all an allocated system that gets taken care of from ab- above. So a lot of it, it's longstanding relationships sure. and like knowing these people, it's like you help them out. It's not like we could ever if we were only selling like a bottle, a 
Blanton's every two years, they'd come at us and be like, hey, how about a Pappy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be, I mean, it's, it's, and it's very lottery-based at the retail side, too. I mean, they, nobody can come out and guarantee you're getting anything. They'll just yeah. say, hey, they're throwing some bottles our way that we can dish out to retail, and it's going to be kind of a lottery pick, random pick basis. But then we get, you get your name. It's almost like you get your name in the hat. And yeah, and you get to pull out with it. And it's All like right. we can never be picky. Or it's like, oh, I only got a Thomas Handy, and I didn't get an Eagle <laughs> Seventeen. Like I don't want it. Right. So, uh, it's just you take what you just get. Just fortunate to have the opportunity. Yeah. And like some years go by, you get nothing. If and, you decline yeah, when when you get something, does that is that a mark against you? Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think for how many people are chomping at the bit, and probably just gives them another bottle to be able to get to somebody else. Yeah. But it's like if there's anything that. Like, obviously, like some of the first bottles going in that we get, like, I like to try them out and sample them rather than throwing them right out of the bar because there's only so much that you can make. And I don't like to price gouge right. yeah. and certainly not flipping any bottles. Like, I get bourbon to drink it. And yeah. It's like, uh, that's I how we are. You too. guys have seen sure. what I got. It's like, I, I like the look on people's faces when I pop open that bottle of like a birthday bourbon. And they're like, yeah. you know how much you could get for that? It's like, don't yeah. care. Don't I'm, care. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. I don't collect to sell. We, we've, and we've talked about this. Like he'd sell a pappies, but I wouldn't. I yeah. Would. I've, well, I've said that, you know, I, I've tried them all. Like, and I probably would sell depending on the year. I probably would sell a pappy. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know there's people out there now. I wouldn't be like ah, 2,500 for that, you know. I'd yeah. just be like, but at the at the same time, um, like I just don't. I don't know. Like I might the more the more that I the more that I'm into bourbon, I might just be like, ah, you know, this is something I'll have on my birthday every single year or something like that. Or, or save it for your son's yeah. 18th or 20th, yeah. 21st or whatever. Um, I'm at a point now where my collection. I need to start having people over. Sure. Yeah. I've got 150 some bottles now, and I'm. <laughs> some duplicates it's mm-hmm. not unique 150 but i need to start having people I, I honestly could have a drink a night or two drinks a night and it's going to take me a year oh. to get through it at least yeah and i find with how many bottles i have i go back to like the same one that and i'm so scared to open a bottle sometimes yeah. i'm like yeah. it's an experience i'm like right. if i let this genie out of the bottle and no one's here to see it how's yeah. gonna believe me so i'll just <laughs> go to a buffalo trace like i picked up another buffalo trace last wednesday and i was just like you know what i'm so I've been drinking Buffalo Trace all week. Now yeah. you'll see my pictures on Instagram. They might not be Buffalo Trace, but that's what I'm <laughs> drinking is Buffalo Trace. Well, and, and you know, it's, I, I want someone to come over and I might shoo them away from some things, yeah, but I want someone, their, when yeah. someone comes over, even if they're not like fully invested bourbon drinkers, they're like, oh, that blends. Can I try that? I'm like, fuck no, yeah, you can. No. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, uh, so here if, if i run out i run out I'll if they're gonna drink point. it and eat yeah. i'll let them try whatever they want yeah. yeah but if they're gonna just throw fucking ginger ale or root beer or something <laughs> like that in it i'm like oh here's some here's some makers here's yeah. some i'll here's give some you some buffalo bean, trace for that whatever yeah. because it's cheap and it's readily available if you know when the drop dates are i mean we get buffalo trace every week or at mm-hmm. least every other yeah. week what and was your first uh, mixer that you went to as far as bourbon your first thing got you started on the bourbon trail so uh, we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit but then we always segue like very fast but <laughs> <laughs> for me so i have a long history like i told you i have psoriatic arthritis so i was on this medicine that i wasn't supposed to drink and it, it was called yeah it was called methotrexate and it makes your liver swell up and so if you drink you could lacerate your liver like super easy Ooh. So I didn't drink for about six years, which was three years longer than I probably should have ever been taking methotrexate. They use it for leukemia, for morning holy, after pills. It, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy-ass nuke-your-body drug. Um, so I didn't drink for about six years. Before that, it was beer 
for the most part. And I, I like piss beer. I'm not, I, I drink beer on hot days after playing softball and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. want to IPA oh, or yeah. something heavy. It's absolutely. Um, and so before, like when I would drink to get drunk, there would be certain times I would go off my medicine for a week and a half. And I would take, it was a weekly medicine. So I knew when it would wear off and I could drink. Um, and I would time it so that if I wanted to drink, I would, by Friday it was wearing off and I could drink Friday or Saturday. We would do, uh, uh, what is it, Patron Silver. And that's what I would do yeah. shots of that with chasers of piss beer. <laughs> and then um, my buddy who still drinks it with ginger ale got me started drinking bourbon and ginger ale. Mm-hmm. And so then I, we went to a boxcar uh, thing. Well, you know, they did the, the, the pop up yeah, down yeah. at the yeah. brewery district. Dude, that yeah. was That's so where my wife sweet. was working that for was Beam so Centauri. Yeah, she Dude, had a great was, time setting that up. Oh, you yeah. guys enjoyed it. We didn't <laughs> yeah. fight that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you walk inside and you're like, "Holy shit, this is so elaborate!" Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was the insane for amount us, of equipment. Cool. Like, I think they said they brought in like eight 18 wheeler truckloads. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt. doubt. It. Yeah. I and don't doubt. Plus product because yeah. all that product came and they cleared it through the state. Well, when it, we got that Maker Special Ohio boxcar release, which yeah. Oh, yeah. was sold out, I think the next day. You I didn't get it. a bottle of that, and I was married to the girl working for the company. And they yeah. Pissed well, off like us. it was funny because we're like oh, sixty five dollars for this. Yeah, makers. Uh, so, yeah, no, that really jump started it for us. Yeah, because I we went, went there and they didn't give you anything except for the a little like larger than a shot glass, basically, you know, one and a half ounces of, of a taster. Uh-huh. And I'm like choking it down. Yeah. So I like I was like, oh my God, where's the water? So I was putting ice in it and water. And, and so I was like, <laughs> from that moment on, I was like, all right, I got to learn how to drink this stuff neat. <laughs> yeah. And so then now like i don't put anything in it it doesn't matter if it's hot outside every once in a while like when we go to uh the crooked can or the they have a door great things about that place it's fun and it's right next to my house it's i went there the other day for hot mess their food truck oh the food truck yeah Yeah. great Um, but they've got a designated outdoor it was uh, slam packed yeah they have a designated outdoor uh refreshment area or something like that it's it's dora is what they call it and so you can be walking around with drinks and stuff so it's a really cool thing. Crooked Can is like a big brewery uh, building that rents out like to different restaurants or food places. And so we would go there. We'll get like Meatball Mafia mixed with like Asian dumplings mixed with like uh, <laughs> Legacy Smokehouse uh, tacos. Yep. And so we'll just they bring it all out. And, girl there. And cheese, yeah, and then Good Lord. a couple yep. of bakery places, a popcorn place. It's really cool. So um, I'll, I'll put it on the rocks there. Just because I don't want to get hammered mm-hmm. while I'm, you know, and I'll I'll fill it all the way up in my Yeti cup. We'll walk right in with our Yetis. We bring our own out because they don't. It's a it's a brewery, so we, they don't have liquor. Yeah. So we come and and I'll do it then. I'll but I'll just do it on ice. I won't do it with anything in it. I don't I don't like to mix it. I like to taste the bourbon. Yeah. So I'll have things the, that I go back to. Just there was a. There was a guy who posted in one of the groups that we're in, and it was just, uh, he's like, I'm, I got this new cocktail I'm on, and I just looked at it, and I don't know why it just sparked. It was a bourbon and lemonade, and it had a smoked sea salt rim, so it was like a little bourbon margarita. And I was like, that sounds, that's pretty cool. Like, that sounds good. That, and then, uh, then the other really half cool. of me was like, that's stupid. So then, of course, <laughs> what I did is I went right over to Giant Eagle and got me some smoked sea salt. And I think I had about 9,000 of them the first month of quarantine. It was just hot. I was, they went down like nothing. That's so funny. And then I was like running into problems where I was like, oh, what am I going to mix this with? Like I'm running out of like mixer bourbons. Like so, I'm not just going to put like some birthday in right, there. Right. Like, <laughs> so I'll show you this. I actually had this over the weekend. Uh, I got this at Meyer. It was pretty good. 
Um, so it is a pre-mixed whiskey mule, Kentucky mule. My wife mule, sells them. We used uh, to sell Black them Simmer. at Superior. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like They use premium booze in their stuff, though. Like, that's like a big really? It's not cheap. Like, that, that cut water, they're not cheap. Like, it, it's they do vodka sodas, gin and tonics. Yep. And, like, when we work for a beer distributor forever, we're just like, why Like why are we trying? And we work only bars. Yeah. Like, you're trying to get me to sell a canned mixed drink to a bar that literally mixes drinks. drinks. Right. <laughs> yes. So, but, but you know what? If someone drinks it at home and they see it there, they might order it. I you know what's, so I you know, know what's really funny about that? It is, makes your turnaround time on orders faster. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we had over the weekend, I was in West Virginia at the cabin, um, and I had Virgil Kane ginger infused bourbon. So I took that, put that on wow. ice, and poured that in there. So like, <laughs> and I was in it was bed like, by six. <laughs> yes. No, seriously. Like you know, listen, you I got drunk. The Virgil Kane ginger infused is actually really good. It's it's great Fantastic. for making cocktails too. Yes, it really is. So we didn't really talk about this one. We uh, we said it was interesting. The one <laughs> we said it was interesting, <laughs> and then we just got into talking. Yeah. And Buffalo yeah. Trace says the aroma of cooked berries meets the nose, followed by rich caramel and slightly floral smell, which you said. Uh, the taste is bold and full of spice that fills the mouth with a distinct flavor of toasty vanilla, dried oak, and pepper. I got the toasty pepper, vanilla, pepper and the toasty sure. vanilla. I yep. didn't get the oak so much on this. No, it said the finish is long, but I didn't think it was. No, I thought it's the very I short, thought the no. finish was short, um, but it was still a good finish. I just thought it was short. But it says the finish is long and satisfying with a powerful rye character and lingering hints of fruit. I got the fruit in the finish. I did not get the rye. I didn't think it was very spicy on the finish, but it was a, it was a good short finish, I thought. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like me on Fridays. It flared, up. <laughs> it flared up pretty hot and then just fizzled out. Like cool. the hemorrhoids, right? So, uh, all right. I just, I just realized that I'm, I'm, or I just came to the conclusion I'm bringing home Zeno's pizza tonight. Oh, do they do pizza oh, yes, here? They do. What? From what I heard. I should have just had my parents and my wife meet me here. And we yes. could just move upstairs and eat. Smart. Then I, yeah. oh, damn it, I didn't even think about it. But my wife's talking about Urban Meyer's. I fucking uh, love their pizza here. Pint room or whatever, pint yeah, house or I whatever. Know. I haven't. We haven't been there yet. So my parents like beer, and I don't think you guys have that here. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but g- getting my parents and my wife here, it would be three cars because they'd want to leave straight from here. That just it's not a good finding a place situation. to park my truck was. Yeah. Well, my kind of truck do you have? You, you've, you've mentioned this twice now. I feel like you're just begging. He someone just to ask bought him. a new. Uh, I bought. I leased a oh, yeah. Silverado Trilos. Ooh, um, I've got a Silverado. Silverado guys. Yeah. So my, I will. My say, dad just bought an F one fifty Ford. So so, <laughs> and I know Randy. I'm a, a Chevy guy. guy. Um, I am not a Chevy guy. And how are you? My so father in law worked for GM for thirty years. Oh. And he basically shuns me anytime that I'm like, say anything about a foreign car or even, so I looked forever. This is, we talked about this for like weeks because I looked forever for uh, a Ram night edition. And, and he's like, you know what? You know what? I'm like, I'm like, Don, they're made in Detroit. They're headquarters in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. But they're Chrysler Fiat. They're Italian owned. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 they're not American. They're I not will American. only buy American cars. So, so Tesla's the only the reason that I got this was my buddy's a finance director at a uh, dealership up in Michigan. This awesome. is a funny, funny story. And um, hey, while he's uh, talking, let's let's get this last pour in. So he, you know, was like, you can take your GM discount, and I'll basically like, I mean, it no dealership ultimately writes a negative can you deal, get a discount on a lease yeah, yeah. really they yeah. can basically write the price at, Interesting. Oh, yeah. 
So All right. I got a trail boss at a just stupid deal. Um the trail boss LT, not the custom. And um it you was the extended bed? No, just short bed. Short bed crew cab? Yep. Um Dick. It comes with 33-inch... Uh, I know what it comes with. Yeah, I know what it comes <laughs> with. But, um, so the one thing that it was kind of a trim level down, so it doesn't have the center console that's kind of like built in. It's that's a bench. That's what I got. Um, and I, honestly, though, that bench, like, I mean, yeah. given I've got a second kit on the way and everything, and I'm like thinking, like, the center console is nice, but like, I look in it and I'm like, all it does is accumulate trash. Yes. Like, it's a, it's a trash yes. can. That's yeah. all Mine, it is. You know what I have in my center console? And my, I have a Chevy Volt. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but guess what my mileage is? It's I've, probably in, in four eight, times the amount as mine. Yeah. In, <laughs> in eight years, I've, I've only done 250 gallons of gas in it. That's eight years. Nuts. That just filled up for that last week. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, I, I, that's what I'm I saying. literally drove to West Virginia, which was like four hours. That's 20 weeks like for you guys almost probably. Almost yeah. a gas. That's, that's 20 weeks for you guys, I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's eight oh. years for me. Yeah. I'm averaging 240 miles per just, gallon because basically it's a plug-in hybrid, so it uses electric first mm-hmm. and then goes to gas, which is just an alternator that, that charges the battery as you're driving. Mind you, you I drove home from West Virginia on or a generator, not Sunday, an and I filled up this morning yeah i filled up in west virginia that's crazy sunday morning and now, i just filled up trina today. has a traverse and that thing has a, a fifth gear and uh it gets about 25 miles to the gallon on the bad. highway which yeah. is not bad for an suv Mm-mm. but but i will say so my wife uh we traded her gmc train and and i hated that it, everything about it was I hate cheap the train. it was loud. i think it looks like a cheap gmc it, car. it was just it was i hated it so, but I will say that for the tires, the lift kit on it, um, it's surprisingly smooth and quiet. Wait, the terrain? No. A, I was like tires and lift kit on no, a no, terrain? No, no, mine, mine. That sounds so, aggressive. So, so, so. <laughs> you imagine a terrain <laughs> with a lift kit? Yeah. So, <laughs> the boat horn on it? <laughs> so, that'd be great. Hers was loud. Like it was really loud a lot of for road some noise. reason. Yeah, yeah, for some reason no, it was I, just loud. But mine's actually quieter with thirty-three inch tires on it and it's lifted two well, inches. You're so far away from the tires. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but so far. So, um, but actually, so far I love it. Like, yeah, that's absolutely awesome. love it. Um, and he's only had it for two weeks. He's already bought five tanks of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. You know what's know. funny is I drove it home from Michigan. And drove it, you know, around town and drove it to West Virginia. I've had it for a week and I put 1,200 miles on it. You've had it for two weeks now, I think. No, I I bought it uh, Saturday ago. So literally. Oh, yeah, you're right. How many miles you got on your lease? You're driving from Michigan to West Virginia in the (laughs) first week. Well, he can't drive for the next nine (laughs) months. No, yeah, yeah. He's he's done. So uh, (laughs) I definitely have to do nothing on some weekends. Yeah. I'm gonna to have to start coming to you for these podcasts. Well, what what, what happened is, um, just uh, again, I, I think I've described this like three times, but I got fucked on my lease, um, and I'm very close to finishing mine up. I have it's like not three. Fuck when you go over your yes. miles. No. Yes. <laughs> no. So I have three thousand left on he my inherited old. A lease. Yes, uh, I inherited a lease that he thought was ending earlier and had more miles. No, per I year. thought it was yes earlier and more miles, yeah. and it's Ooh. actually later and less miles. Oh, good. So two way swing. Um, 
we cannot drive that one outside of my wife to work and back. Oh um, gosh, Conven- so convenient for you with the new truck. So when we we're gonna we'll probably <laughs> end up trading that one in in two or three months for a Blazer. Um, I nice. Blazer, the Blazers are sweet. They're so sick. It's like yeah. a sports car SUV. It's I know. So, they're calling it like the Mustang of mm-hmm. SUVs or something yeah. like that. It's, My wife so, got one of the Equinox like red Camaro, line editions. Camaro, yeah, I was sitting there and I'm like, of course, I got this fully loaded truck. And then yeah. I'm like, why do you need all that stuff on that SUV? She's got, she's got like twin turbos and like need, everything. And I was like, that. oh my God, the custom wheels. Like, yeah. good for you. Well, I'm I'm <sighs> specking out a, a uh, Tesla, Tesla right, right now. Ooh, boy. I know. I know. We'll see. And then maybe a space shuttle to go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have come to a nice point in the episode to take a quick break and mention our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Unicorn Nation Apparel. Magical apparel for magical people. Check them out at www.unicornnationapparel.com. They make a lot of custom shirts for small groups, parties, teams, or whoever needs shirts. They can do screen printing and vinyl pressing for athletic wear or outerwear. Check them out today. So uh, I want to talk about this real quick, and then I want to talk. You do you own a CrossFit gym, right? Yes. So, uh, well, we own a fitness facility. facility yeah, CrossFit anymore. Yeah. It's a uh, ours is now strength and conditioning. There you go. But uh, <laughs> hold, so hold on here. We've got Booker's thirtieth. It says it's a blend of sixteen year and nine year bourbon. Supposedly the ni- the nine year brings you kind of like the vanilla and the floral. The sixteen year brings you like the oak and the like the dark chocolate type tobacco mm-hmm. kind of uh, flavor. So. So what do you guys think on this? That nose is incredible. I've got one thing I picked up immediately on this, and I didn't read any notes or anything, but it was this one taste I got immediately from it. That was fuller than I thought it was. Peanuts. I got peanuts. I was a lot of peanuts. I got peanuts actually in my nose. (laughs) That was fuller than I thought. We're used to doing Glenn Cairns or um, Kinsey Dram, so I'm used to being able to tip it, and I I don't know. Yeah, we're we're literally drinking out of pitchers. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we have down here in the dive. Yeah, well, that's what. uh, But dive balls are. Dive bars are so fucking sick. Like, I love them. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, so I live in BFE between Hilliard and West Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, like London? No, so so London would be Further. quite a bit farther. Oh, okay. um, so it's, it's just like, a neighborhood that's literally smack dab in the middle of cornfields between Hilliard like and West Jeff. It's like west of Galloway oh, okay. before yeah, West yeah. Jeff. So, but off of West Broad, there's a little dive bar it's a biker bar called 10 mile in and i drove by it so many times just going i'm like that place looks like shit one day i have one of my shit buddies in um and i'm like he's probably <laughs> the the, a shit buddy <laughs> dude just one of my shit buddies. buddy into my dude, shit yeah bar. we just so we always yeah, go to a place and just shit beer. in the stalls <laughs> yeah, just, next to each other yeah. what does that mean um best so man at my wedding <laughs> no no seriously he's, he's one of my best friends uh, one of my shit buddies his 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 name is kyle um I've he literally story, so he, he literally will never ever wear anything outside of like swishy 
sweatpants and like hoodies all the time. Like it, he just looks like a shit bum, but he's down for anything. <laughs> a shit bum and <laughs> a, a shit, shit buddy. Bum. So what the so hell's happening? I was like, I know he'll go here with me. So we did. And it's actually a cool atmosphere. It's it's a really small small bar. It's a biker bar. They have just regular fried, you know, Cisco food. Yeah. Where is this again? Um, Two dollar Bud Lights. Where is this? It's off of West Broad. Okay. It just it's literally just in the middle of. It's not next to anything. It's literally just in the middle of a cornfield, like right off the road. Um, but they always have uh, karaoke and a DJ that comes in there. Um, Two dollar like Two dollar Bud Lights. So I was like, this is. This is my jam. Like I, I obviously I love fancy food. Like I love fufu. I love um, like going down to Short North. But my sh- my my thing is just neighborhood bars. Oh yeah, I love neighborhood bars. The and Mike's and- Grill in the Short North, Buttles and High, Mike's Grill. No. Oh my gosh. It sounds familiar. The best kept secret. It's not even a kept secret. It's the middle of the short north. It's cash only dive bar. Oh. And it's like it cash only jelly. Is that somewhere you would go with like a shit buddy? The, yeah. yeah. I took <laughs> all of shit. my shit buddies there <laughs> yeah. on my wedding night after our <laughs> well, reception. You know, there's we some places there. that you're just like, uh, you know, I I'm only gonna take that person to a uh, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to see Cameron Mitchell like a restaurant. Sh- I don't want to be the shit yeah, buddy. Yeah. I want to be the shit buddy. Have shit buddies. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So, uh, all right. This says, what do you guys take? What do you take on this one? Definitely what, got a little more heat. Yeah. It, there's heat. something about the bookers. It's, it just always comes in hot. Mm-hmm. It's super hot. And their their finish is longer. Woo! Definitely a longer finish. Sticks with you. A long finish. When I first was getting into it, I was thinking, I was like, all right, age longer. I was like, I think I'm going to pick up like a lot of woody notes on it. And I was like, I didn't know exactly what I was going to get into, but I just figured it was going to be heavy. It was going to be really yeah. full. And then when I got into it and like the first thing I got was this hot and peanut thing. It was the only thing I picked up yeah. like off my first sip. I do get like, the peanuts oh for gosh. sure. Yes, peanuts for sure. Which is interesting. I actually like that. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, two of the bookers from 2019 at home. I've got the Granny's Kitchen or something, and mm-hmm. uh, the Silver or the Shiny something or other Shiny Ham. I don't know. I've got two of them. That was another one I didn't know that were different when I first started. Like I going didn't after bourbon, I was just I like, "Oh, bookers!" Like I see it on the shelf everywhere. Any well, anytime you go in, and then now all of a sudden it's like, "Yeah." Oh, I and I had passed it up a couple of times, not realizing yeah. it was a different edition of the same of yeah. the same year. I had big no time. idea. And people make a big thing about collecting those, and I had no idea. Um, but I've still got, I think it's like two and four of 2019 maybe mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. My like unicorn bottle I've been after ever since I started with, and I just have, I've had an opportunity to pull the trigger and I didn't, is the Booker's Rye. It's oh. like, been a, I love the look of the bottle. Yeah. I love the Booker's and it was just like one of the first ones what's, that I'd always been chasing after. What's your, what's your unicorn bottle? Oh yeah. We've never really talked about that, have we? No. Um, so I, I think for me, that's obtainable like mm-hmm. i look for something that's like attainable for myself yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's um um rock hill rock hill farms yeah 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 that's something that's probably going to run me 150 bucks mm-hmm. I, I we've never gotten any of the in, antique in stuff ourselves well yeah i mean obviously if i ever had a chance to pull the trigger on that i would um i don't know i like wellers so but like i don't know that i would go out of my way to try to find a 12 or a or a cypb or whatever it's called mm-hmm. I don't know Finding those in the wild, it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I got a CYPB, haven't I, even cracked it, 12. I don't know. I just want one of those foolproofs. Yeah, I've, you, I've had them. The I'm not like excited about opening them. Yeah. I'm excited for what they are, but I haven't gotten into a Weller and just been like, 
man, I think this is just going to light me up. Like, I just right. can't wait to right. pour glasses. Just that's a good question, man. It's I a don't brand know. thing. It might even be the birthday old Forester. I really no, like that, old seriously, Forester. Seriously, that too. That's I, it. I love Old Forester just as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Between man. the birthday bourbon and the Rock Hill Farms is probably like my two. Yeah, I could see. And that. you know that, like you know, even Old Forester birthday bourbon, like if you're like, okay, I'm going to spend the money and just get it secondary. Mm-hmm. It's tough. You're, you're not looking at like a thousand dollars though. No, you're you're probably looking at three to three to. You know, four hundred dollars at most. You could probably find it for a little bit less, depending on the place. But. Yeah, I I guess Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. I love those. Every one I've had, I've really enjoyed, and they keep coming out with. You know, I think they come out with four a year, right? Yeah, four different batches. Um, yeah, the eighteen. We have the last Elijah Craig eighteen is we don't we don't I've had it. Um, I was say we've got that. Tom one McCash gave us a. Remember, Tom McCash gave us a. We had a sample of that. Yes, and it's and it it's was one really of my good. favorites. Elijah Craig really Barrel good. Proof, though, like I'm it's. Gonna go, I'm gonna go upstairs. To me, it's off the charts. I I love Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is uh, Fred Minnick. He's a he's a famous. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he didn't know who Fred Minnick was, um, so he did a cheap like face off blind with all these different ones, and Elijah Craig won. Yeah. Um. And then he did another one from like twenty five to forty dollars per bottle, and I don't remember who won that one, but uh, but yeah, it was interesting. He did the the first one was Elijah Craig versus uh, who else did he had? He had he had four roses on there. He had uh, a couple others, Wild Turkey one hundred one, a couple others, and and he was surprised. But Elijah Craig beat them all out that day anyway. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So real quick, I I know we. Kind of hinted at this, but you also own a CrossFit gym. What's which CrossFit gym do you have? Uh, when we first opened, it was Upper Arlington or, CrossFit, sorry. and then we have since community affiliated. Yeah, and then it was uh, we've gone to UA Fit, so Upper Arlington Fitness, nice. UA Fit for short. And yeah. uh, coming up, uh, this start of September will be three years in the bag. Oh wow! So uh, it's been a heck of a journey, but like you talk about a feel good project, like doing. I mean, I was the head coach at the prior gym. And just poured time in for volunteering, and then yeah. this was—it's kind of what happened with me. That, that yeah, literally man. was volunteering, literally from what I understand. Volunt- I didn't volunteer. No, no Everything pay. there was. I was paying a membership. Yeah, yes. I was paying a membership while coaching wow. all the morning shifts, which yeah. was nobody wants to be there in the morning. But I was just conditioned. You know, I'm friggin' from How my LA f- fitness days. I was always yeah. there opening up the place. How the fuck? <laughs> was that did that guy get away with fucking volunteer it i, I th- it was it was just bigger than him and i think all this could we have such great well, coaches he, there he, and he we just wanted it for the people he basically from that's, what i understand I mean, just really what didn't, didn't give a shit mm-hmm. and, and and he was just like yeah and you guys and you guys were just like Hey, we want this to keep going, so we're gonna coach. And I, I've kept I kept a really good rapport with him. I mean, I, I treat people as individual interactions rather than sure. you know, perception. Sure. And it's just like I was never wronged by him. I knew that there were things that went on, what or like that, that I'd heard. But it's like as far as it was him to me, it was fine. It's like otherwise, and I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to have purchased that gym. Yeah. And we got it was a great opportunity, and the coaching staff that stuck with us and by our side. 
continue to volunteer until we get our feet underneath us and get a membership base. And then we got to since pay them, reinvest all this stuff into the gym. And it's literally community built from the ground up, which yeah. is like, I know a lot of people can like say they started businesses, but we, we just started a community area where we were all working out and doing the same thing. We're in it for each other and people selflessly giving up countless hours of time. And then just to get this. And now it's like over the last year, we've become like, I guess you could say we're a business because it's actually turning a profit, but it's like yeah. we continue to dump everything back in because it's not a, a get rich quick thing. Like it, it was more of a, what can we do? Cause if we don't buy this gym, I mean, my wife was pregnant at the time we were about to have our kid a month later after we took it over. And this all happened over the course of a day, like super stressed out. And there's so <laughs> many crazy things I could dig into, but I mean, she was like, great. So now he's got a full-time job. He also is working full-time at Zeno's and then uh, he's going to buy a CrossFit gym. Right. And then we're like, this is the craziest year we'll have to get past and we're having a kid, whatever I get it. Fast forward a year. Hey, let's buy this bar on campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, listen, well, got to stay busy. I'm right there with you. Like I bought into Endeavor with Aaron Janetti in 2017. Aaron who? Yeah, <laughs> in 2017, and then I started a uh, t-shirt shirt company. company. Sorry, um, <laughs> you know I love you. And then I've got a nine to five or an eight to five job or an eight to eight job, depending on what day it is. Um, crazy. So yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I, it, it's nuts. But uh, so you didn't do community fitness, so you could keep the uh, CF. Yeah, we just went UA Fit because yeah. uh, one of my partners said uh, it sounded like we were running a retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> he said community fitness all that's pictures, 87 year olds working out. I was like, well, that's kind of the direction the CrossFit was going in. Right. 87. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, fine. Yeah. What? So are you guys staying away from affiliation then? Uh, just currently outside looking in. Like obviously we still run completely parallel with CrossFit. Right. Like we lose the verbiage, and that's at the cost of what our investment and that, was. And we never inside of uh, SEO on, on websites and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I hear you. We're the so, same way. We don't know how much CrossFit's actually benefiting us anymore. The, the hard part about it is is we obviously benefited from it coming up. Yeah, you know, for sure. But at the same time, we don't use CrossFit for anything. And it's yeah. also like I lo- the part I loved about this pivot was we're 100% responsible for our brand and what we do. Same. We, can't, we don't have a fallback to yeah. fall on this sexy word and whatnot of people's perception of it. Now it's UA Fit. Like we have our brand. It's our program. And it's what we make of it. And we're 100% responsible for our success and failure. Right. And, and so we switched from CrossFit to strength and conditioning. Yeah. Um, but as you know, we already we also have a defense side of things where we do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, we do Hip Fit, we do uh, Krav, which we now actually call hybrid defense because we left Krav and did our own thing because Aaron's had so much experience in that for years. Yeah. Um, so we have our own kind of like hybrid approach, which is why we call it hybrid defense. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see what the next evolution of CrossFit's going to be. I'm excited to see the future of me, it. It's yeah, honestly. me too. And I want to see what this next group of people do with it because I think it had plateaued, but it wasn't done. Like, yeah. there's a lot more that can be done with it, and I want to see if that's what they do. If, you know, if that's yeah. what they I think do. They with were it. having like an identity crisis. They for were. A bit. They just didn't know what direction to pivot in, and then right. they didn't. The direction that was getting split into people weren't really following. Now it's like, let's develop this thing. Get be good what we're good at yeah. and then let's start to develop the whole bubble rather than jet off in a single direction right. and then be tearing people apart in the middle. Well, and they started a whole, you know, fitness thing. I mean, you've got you you've got to understand like even if you don't like the words that were being used by the the former owner, the the movement that they started and the wellness that they started for a lot of people 
that were, I mean, I mean, shit, look, at, I was 275 pounds. And I was, I mean, yeah, I was doing some P90X, lost some weight, but then, mm-hmm. but it was just empty. Like, I, there was nothing about it except for just going down to the basement and working out. There was no community. And there how was long no, does that last? Right. So I it's did it two hard. or three times, and then I got P90X2 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, You got I, your shake weight, and did, it was over. Yeah, I got the, <laughs> I got the shake weight. Seven minute abs. Right. <laughs> what if they come out with six minutes? No. Step into my no. office because you're fucking fired. So, so <laughs> Quinn. It just, I feel like it's a movement, and it's a. You know, and, and then you see all it's this COVID. St- <laughs> you see all this COVID stuff coming out now, and and what's the best thing that can fight this is health and fitness, and yeah, hundred percent. And then we're locked into our houses for you know <laughs> thirty days, yep. six months now. <laughs> if only like fitness, they had like a, a script you could read that you could actually improve your health. I right. wish that existed somewhere, yeah. but what, I'd rather what? just slug Mountain Dews and eat Butterfingers all and day, watch TV and binge Netflix, and then hope that they quarantine the whole country when I'm at risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, Quinn, my my last question is: Have you looked into Doing your own uh, barrel pick. Yes. Yeah. We, we were we, talking about this before you came. Yep. We've. You. Uh, <laughs> well, you dropped the ball. Last we've year, been so. looking at it. Uh, I mean, obviously a lot more intensely before COVID hit, but even so, it's like now it's almost like, oh, is this our opportunity to get in? Because maybe people are pulling out. Maybe we're trying yeah. to go in other directions. But and we've talked a bunch of the times. We're really close with the group of bar owners in Grandview and on Third. I mean, we've yeah. got Harrison's, Woodlands, Burns. Like we've always thought it'd be a really cool thing to do. Like a, a group pick of Third cool. Avenue. Sure. Like a third oh, that's Avenue a good idea. Yeah, pick. Yeah. Well, so. Like I bought a uh, Blanton's from. Um, Gallows on Bethel Gallows yeah. Tap Room, yeah, and theirs was uh, what is it? What's the local cantina? Yeah, and Gallows, yep. like it was a combo for them. So, like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's, like, could, it's easier to spread out the yeah. inventory, still create yeah. the excitement, but right. then it also shows like a shoulder to shoulder brotherhood between bars. That's like, a good idea. To, it's like, yeah. what do we do? So, set this stuff in our cellar. Yeah, we can move it, but get everybody excited about it. So then you can go to all these places and still get oh, a consistent yeah, floor. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think it'd yeah. be great. Yeah. And we've recently been approached kind of by a local restaurant owner in Hilliard that to possibly do a, a barrel pick with them. They're trying yeah. to do what you know, you guys are doing with your, your bourbon selection. They're, they're trying to become a little more bourbon savvy yep. and, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a financial investment yeah. when you're oh, talking yeah. about a barrel pick. Like we, we got our foot in the door real well, well just this neighborhood bar. A hundred people at least. I mean, how, how many would you say that you keep in stock of a certain, of a certain, uh, bourbon that's oh, maybe a high seller? I'd say like, if you're talking like a shelf or like a Buffalo trace or something, yeah. I mean, you probably have like two, three backup bottles and that's so just, just two to or keep three. it because you never know when you're going to run yeah. out of the next one. But if Even you like did a maker's a, mark, you're only having like two at a time. But if you did it like a barrel pick, I would assume you'd want to have 10 to 15 yeah. at least so that you have it for a while. Yeah. I would assume you'd want at least a year's worth so yeah. that until the next year, maybe when you replace we, it. We've always talked about wanting to do our own, not necessarily our, not necessarily our own, but just who could we partnership to do this with? Um, and, and the thing is, is like, you know, whatever it is that we'd buy, like I'd probably buy five to 10 bottles of that. You'd buy five to 10 bottles. Oh, of I, would, I would for sure. I mean, you, you know, you, you'd need 20 to 30 people I'd to probably buy 20 bottles. When I saw yeah. that McClellan's got that Weller foolproof barrel pick. I was like, and before that, the bottles were even getting into the state, I was just like, why? Like, That's another place that we're supposed to be going. Inside track how on how do you have a Weller? store pick yeah. first off of a bottle that's not released to the and, state and, yeah exactly um and and second like i don't know buffalo trace that does 
Buffalo Trace is very like them. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't do a whole lot of branching out in certain things, and it's so if you can get a Weller store pick, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, so we always looked in. We could handle our own just because we have the storage space. You talk about a mom and pops like bar or something. It's like first of all, you just got to find out where you're going to put all these bottles. Like that's oh, a yeah. that's a logistics right, nightmare. That, and we're going to store it. Like obviously, we got the square footage and we could have yeah, this stuff yeah. anywhere. That's the real Keep problem. Keep it in my probably. house for all I care. Yeah, yeah. Might disappear. Put it in my yeah. <laughs> put it in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been so an inventory miscount. McClellan's is the place that we're supposed to go and do a, another show like this. Oh, gotcha. I know the bartender. One of the bartenders there. Okay. He comes to our gym. So, did he so, give you a hand job too? No, but he was talking Anything about it. Bars and gyms are pretty much oh, yeah. just like hand sputtering jelly. Yeah. Like they I are. make bad decisions, but I want to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, yeah. they're like salami and meatballs. They're good. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So let's real quick. You guys have an Instagram handle? Any type of uh, social media presence for your re- your um, restaurants and uh, bars? Z- uh, Zeno's is at Zeno's Vic Village. Uh, Dick's Dive is at Dick's Dive six one four. Uh, library bar is at the library bar. Um, Corey company is at the Corey co. These and all seem pretty hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> so you just, you just Google, them. Google, you Google, Google, it. Google it. it. And then what are you on that? Are you on social media yourself? I am on social media, mainly uh, most of my stuff I do through the bars with Facebook. I'm on Facebook and now I have my own Insta just so I can stay hip Insta. with the kids. I'm on Twitter, but I don't. You do the, s- the snap face. I the- created that Twitter handle and I was like, man, who do I yeah. like right now? And I did it and then I created <laughs> at Quinye West. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be hard to turn professional at yeah. some point. <laughs> so I just stay pretty quiet on the old Twitter box. You just read. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny. I, I personally have, I haven't been to the library. Um, I haven't been to the quarry. Shame on you. Shame I know. Shame, shame, shame. A little too old for the. Well, not for the. You're not too. Um, the, the library I'm, I'm actually has young. an. Yeah. I'm the library actually the has an older clientele. You, you would bring down the average age for really? a happy hour by about thirty years. Damn. Okay. The library is actually for where it's located. You would think it's mostly college kids, but it's a lot of the people that live it's there. Been o- yeah, it's been over yeah. 50 years. Yeah. There's a lot of heritage. Trust the regulars me. are incredible. Like you talk about couldn't it be seated with a better group of regulars for a mm-hmm. bar during a COVID shutdown because during the summer, yeah. these kids are gone. Yeah. So it's like but everybody other bars like, oh, we're going to close up shop for the summer. Us, we're like, we got this regular clientele. It's piling every day and they're Fuck great. Yes. Yeah. They're I awesome lived, people. I lived on West Norwich, would go up there and I would be the youngest guy in the bar. Yeah. Let's, do our sec- let's do our second podcast with Dude. With you, Quinn over at the library, you would I'm, love I'm down. the I'm down. library. Okay, bar. the library. So, cool. so we'll do that. I will say I can only speak for uh, upstairs. You knows down here. I fucking love it. So, yeah. anyone listening, it's a cool hangout. Like, I, I mean, I, obviously, I'm here. It's just the three of us. But from what I can see, this would be a cool place to hang out. And, and from what I know, I have not done this yet. Um, but I would love to get a Thursday night trivia group going. Which <laughs> so I was going to ask you how how has that been? So trivia we had to ask for just like we had it going back and it was all mobile app based yeah. and everything was going. But then when they slapped the curfew, it was kind of like that's right where our trivia mesh spot. Like we'd go eight to ten, yeah. so that'd be eight to close, yeah. and the spread out with the table. I mean, we it, one of our busiest nights of the week Thursday. Right. Yeah. We're packed. You can't get in here. Like food's yeah, so, going out like crazy, and it's awesome. But now it's like. Uh, like when you're doing it from a mobile phone, like what's the last thing you want to see when you're at a bar? People are doing trivia. They got their phones out. You're like, these fuckers are cheating. Yeah. So now they're just like swiping. Like I'll enter my answer right after I get off Google. And then yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah. And then there we are. A couple t-shirts and a gift certificate. We're fucked. 
My so, favorite, when we would go to, I worked for a company in Boston and we would do a trivia night there. I would go every other week because I just had to. <laughs> and um, I mean, I had to go to Boston every other week. It was just part of my job description. And uh, we would go to do trivia night and we would always come up with like the funnest team names like Best names five guys who have been in my ass so like when <laughs> when they would announce back and then five second guys? place is five guys who have been in my ass you know, like, <laughs> so the announcer would just like but then by the end of the night he'd be like just going with it and five he'd have a blast with ass. it yes. the greatest and they're so, not talking about cheeseburgers yeah no, no. <laughs> that's that's a different type of experience in the ass <laughs> So, uh, all right. Well, I think we've been uh, over an hour now, hour and 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, again, I'm, I'm Dude Pool. I'm Tyler Schaefer. I'm Quinn Allen. And uh, we are here at Zeno's Bar. Actually, we're downstairs at Dick's, uh, Dick's Dive. But uh, if you get Dick's a chance. hanging out at Dick's. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If you get a chance, come check it out. It's a great place. Um, a lot of bourbons that they have uh, behind the bar. A lot of, uh, it looks like you got a lot of beer on tap. We didn't even talk about beer, but. We got three beers on tap. A lot of ca- old school beers, Blatt's, Black Label. All right. Three beers on tap and a lot of beers in the fridge. There you go. All right. Fair enough. So come on down, guys, when you get a chance. Uh, check this place out. Uh, shop local, right? Yep. There you go. All right, Appreciate guys. you guys. Thanks a lot. Thank Have you. a good one. Thank you for joining in for another episode of The Bourbon Hunters. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review at any of the sites where you're listening to the podcast. Also, find us on Instagram and Facebook. 